Welcome to Education Beat. Amen Vasquez, Executive Director at EdSource. Over the years, California's community colleges have relied more and more on adjunct professors. Initially, these part-time positions were intended as a side gig for professionals, like carpenters or accountants, to share their expertise with students and give them practical career training. At some campuses, the teaching workforce is made up mostly of adjuncts instead of full-time faculty. And rather than a side gig, many adjuncts cobble together part-time work at multiple colleges or in multiple districts in search of better benefits and job security. They're hoping for a full-time job, but sometimes that never materializes. It can be a precarious living, and one that shortchanges not only the adjuncts, but also students. I hear the stories of my colleagues, college professors, and sleeping in their cars. They're homeless. They don't have enough to eat. EdSource takes a deeper look at the gig economy in education. Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. When Steve Hall began teaching as an adjunct professor, he thought it would eventually turn into a full-time job. I was told coming in uh, this about 15 years ago that, well, you, know, you just do all the right things and then you'll get hired full-time. Steve is a psychology adjunct at Butte Glen Community College District in Oroville. Adjuncts are part-time professors with generally up to three classes per semester in a given district. Well, it wasn't a promise, but it was just an ethic that was presented. Well, I was hopeful for, to get a full-time job, but that's not a reality. It's uh, unrealistic. Even though he wasn't required to, Steve sat on committees and made himself available to his students. And he's applied to full-time jobs several times. But again and again, he's seen jobs go to full-timers who might not have as much experience as him. In terms of quality of teaching, you know, I've been teaching for 15 years. I, I have some experience teaching, and, uh, but a, a brand new full-timer would not have as much teaching experience and would be learning. They're getting paid twice what I get paid. And that burns, yeah. This is Education Beat getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, gig by gig in the California community colleges. Steve Hall is one of several adjuncts who spoke with investigative reporter Thomas Peel for a three-part series on the working conditions of adjunct professors at California's community colleges. You can find it at edsource.org. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Zadie. You're calling adjuncts the backbone of the community college system, that they are teaching so many classes that they, they're actually keeping the community college system afloat. Well, you know, the advocates for part-time academics say that the budget is balanced on their backs. I mean, they teach just a little less than half the classes, and they make up two-thirds of the academic ranks. Thomas found that some adjuncts are working at several different colleges just to make a living. Many don't have health insurance, and they seem to be locked out of full-time positions. This problem isn't limited to community colleges. About half of classroom instructors in the CSU system are part-time. The UC system also relies on part-time lecturers for many of their classes. But the problem is bigger in the community colleges. And Thomas says one of the biggest differences is that community colleges have 72 different sets of rules, and each district negotiates their own contracts with adjuncts. Well, I mean, what's really there is 
There's 72 semi-autonomous local districts that are funded through the state that run the colleges. And whether they're, you know, there are a one district small college someplace or they're a big sprawling thing like Los Angeles with seven colleges, there's a lot of local control. For part-time academics, there's 72 different sets of rules, be it pay schedule, whether or not they get benefits, whether or not they get paid for office hours, if they get paid for office hours in a given semester, how many office hours do they get paid for? It's extremely disjointed. What did you find that most kind of surprised you? Full-time professors, generally, they teach five classes a semester. If they don't have five and there's an adjunct teaching in their department, they can take a class away from an adjunct so they get their five. Now, that might drop an adjunct from two to one. It may drop an adjunct from one to none. And it, you know, it can really mess them up, to put it simply, because it takes their income away. I mean, they're, you know, called the gig drivers of academia for a reason. Um, And they can be that gig driver ready to teach a class. And all of a sudden, the passenger's gone. Passenger cancels. You know, the $5,000 that they were planning on to be part of their income for the next four months vanishes with it. Curly Wickling Miller teaches cosmetology at both the Peralta District in Oakland and the Solano District in Fairfield, driving between the two to make a living. But she says she's luckier than some. I consider myself fortunate that I have benefits from my husband's job and that I'm able to work two colleges and multiple hours per day. Uh, I feel sorry. I hear the stories of my colleagues that are college professors and sleeping in their cars. They're homeless. They don't have enough money to eat. One of my colleagues I worked with at Laney College, and she's getting close to retirement age but doesn't have enough to retire. on. She doesn't know how she's going to retire or live. The other thing that really stood out to me was the health insurance. And so for those listening to us, you can go on um, edsource.org and actually see a map that shows how many districts offer health insurance to adjuncts and then also how many offer health insurance to trustees. They're not alone in that as elected officials. Let's remember that the trustees, like any other politician, run for office. Trustees are part-time, just like adjuncts. They're elected to oversee each community college district, which means they also vote on adjuncts' contracts, including whether to give them health insurance. Thomas says some of these trustees have been serving since Ronald Reagan's midterm election in 1984, and state law allows them to get executive-level health benefits. Now, adjuncts have it very differently. Roughly about half the time, they aren't simply offered any assistance with health care. There are some that are, but then you have to look at the details of what is offered. Simply because adjuncts get something doesn't mean that the something is very much. There are districts where adjuncts pay 50 to 75% of the cost of their health care in payroll deductions. Um, sometimes they simply get a stipend if they are able to get health care elsewhere, say from Covered California or in the private marketplace, they can get a small portion of that cost per semester reimbursed to them by a stipend. They are often not allowed to have dependents on their policy, you know, the health insurance is one of the major problems that they face. These precarious working conditions don't just affect the adjuncts. 
their students are getting shortchanged too. Unlike their full-time colleagues, adjuncts aren't on a given campus all day, five days a week. They come and they go. They call them freeway flyers for a reason. They teach a class, they run out, they jump in the car, they drive to another district and they teach a class. I had a couple of interviews with a fellow in San Diego County who teaches at four community college districts. And prior to the pandemic, you know, he was burning $250 a month in gas, driving around to all the different campuses in San Diego County. So they're not present anywhere near as much as full-time faculty. And their availability to students is then limited. Now, just like healthcare differs sort of 72 times around the state, office hour pay differs 72 times. I had uh, the chancellor of a college in Southern California tell me they didn't pay office hours to new adjuncts because those adjuncts were young and wanted to do a good job and they'd meet with students anyway. So their office hours don't kick in until they've been there two years. Oftentimes adjunct money is pooled by a district and the adjuncts have to go through the paperwork hassle of applying to get paid for office hours. And the pool is then divided by the number of people who apply and the office hours are then doled out. One place that does that is Butte College and an adjunct there told me it takes about four weeks for them to straighten it out at the beginning of the semester. So if a student wants to see a professor during those four weeks while the pool is being straightened out, that professor may say no because they're not getting paid. And that obviously hurts the students. One adjunct told me that you either had to be a fool or a jerk when it came to a system like that. That adjunct was Steve Hall. Like you either have to be a, a jerk or a fool because you're, you're either having to say no to students, you know, I'm not available, no, uh, you know, I'm not paid to do that, or you just let the college use me to do a service that I don't get paid for. The support community college professors offer their students isn't always just academic. Sharice Mantia is a part-time adjunct professor and last year's union president at Gavilan College in Gilroy. She says a lot of community college students are in precarious situations themselves, and when they reach out for help, their instructors would like to help them, but given their working conditions, they might not be able to. You know, I've, I've had students who've come to me who've, who've said, I lost my housing. I'm couch surfing. I'm the only one working in my house. I have to work, but I still want to complete your class. You know, what, what can I do? And it really breaks my heart. And it's, it's really difficult to provide support for students when you're trying to figure something out for yourself. You know, I've known faculty members who are in between houses and are having to stay with friends. There's this real need for not just thinking about student success, but also thinking about faculty success. And I think that both of those things are interconnected. What was the original idea or, or role in the community colleges of hiring adjuncts or even having this role? Oh, you know, part of the idea was given that, you know, community colleges are part of the state's economic engine and they play a vital role in job development and workforce development that professionals would come in, an accountant, a journalist, a welder, 
a mortician and teach a class based on their expertise. It was a way of bringing experts into the system. Right, and they might have another job on. Right, these would be yeah, these would be full time people who essentially the teaching would be a side hustle. It would be generally one class a semester or one class a year. Right, and that that's not what's happening now. Why are community colleges relying so much on adjuncts now? Because it seems like that wasn't always the case. It wasn't, but the, the system was created in the early '60s. Most local government in California was funded through property taxes. And then came 1978 and a guy named Howard Jarvis and Proposition 13 passed overwhelmingly in California, limiting the growth of property taxes. So the state now had to fund schools and community colleges. And that funding was never quite there, was never quite enough. And one of the ways that the community colleges found that they could balance their budgets and live on the funding that they had in the post-Prop 13 era was to pay adjuncts to teach classes at rates less than full-time professors. The adjuncts themselves have witnessed this change firsthand. Here's Cherise Mantia. When faculty retire, they haven't been replacing them. And what they do is, for example, in philosophy, we had uh, the full-time faculty member retire about 12, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they just backfilled her position with two part-timers. And Curly Wickling Miller. When I first started working here in 2010, we had three full-time instructors. And all three of them have retired since then, and they never replaced them. They just replaced them with more and more adjuncts. They have repeatedly told me that there's a perception of them that they're somehow less than full-time professors. They're thought of that way. Um, they're often treated that way. One adjunct told me about being in a meeting and the presenter put up some slides and used a phrase saying there were a bunch of departments in that district that were called zero-person departments. And this adjunct raised their hand and asked the question, well, I've never heard that phrase before. What's a zero-person department? Does that mean that there's no one instructing in that department? And the presenter said, oh, no, that means there's no full-time people teaching classes in that department. There's just adjuncts. So, you know, it's kind of become a little bit of a, of a catchphrase there that adjuncts are thought of as zero. If community colleges think of adjunct professors as zero, Charisse Mantia says that says a lot about the value they place on students, too. We talk a lot about equity for our students, but I don't see the equity for part-time faculty. That disturbs me, because if we are institutions of higher education and we don't value the faculty who are teaching our students, then what does that say about the value that we place on the students who are in our institutions? How has Chancellor Eloy Ortiz Oakley responded to this issue and to the allegations of adjuncts? His arguments are twofold. 
a lot of these things are local control and they're up to the elected trustees of the district. As everybody at California Public Agencies is doing now, he's lobbying and working to get a share of the state's record budget surplus. His position is give the colleges more money. The governor has allocated in his preliminary budget $200 million to pump into adjunct health care, which would be huge for part-time faculty. The legislative analyst office came out with a report late last week that was a little critical of that idea and raised a lot of questions and concerns about it that will have to be worked out. But, you know, Chancellor Oakley's short answer is more money. Last year, Assemblymember Jose Medina of Riverside County, who is himself a former adjunct and a former community college trustee and chair of the Assembly Higher Education Committee, introduced a bill that would allow adjuncts to effectively move up the teaching four classes in a semester, raise the teaching load. Part of that was that might position them to reach qualifications for better health care and would also cut down on sort of the instability that adjuncts face in terms of one drop class can be devastating. Um, and it would allow them perhaps to maybe not have to teach at three districts to get something that could stand in for full-time employment. Um, and the governor vetoed that bill which surprised a lot of people. Mr. Medina says he is um, reintroducing that bill and believes he can get it passed and signed this year. So that would, uh, that would be a big step forward for part-time faculty. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to Steve Hall, Cherise Mantia, Curly Wickling Miller, Andrew Reed, Thomas Peel, and our director, Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Stupski Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>